always think that it's a sad situation where uh, you have, I guess, uh, noble ideas, noble ideals when you enter the path. And you can, at that moment, you, you consider that these are very powerful, uh, wonderful things to, to emulate, wonderful things to embody. And especially when it comes to the uh, such uh, attitudes, such the, such emotions as compassion and love. But later on, as you go through life, you see you, you start to develop doubt in your in your power, in your efficacy. You start to believe that perhaps they are good when everyone else has them. But until everyone else has them, you have to sort of give yourself security of holding on to anger, the security perhaps of holding on to uh, wishing to harm someone. Because it seems like those things are, uh, are power. They do things in the world where the other one doesn't really do things in the world. It just helps you in your mind. It might give you peace if you're all alone, there's nobody around you, but when there are people around you, you better hold on to some, to some anger because that's going to protect you. We, we come to believe that. And this undermines this very uh, uh, noble ideal that we had from the very beginning. Because it's, it's sort of, we are holding onto a conviction that tells us that perhaps that ideal is childish. It was, uh, yes, it's a good thing, it makes you look good to yourself, but as far as being in the world, being... Uh, uh, effective in the world, it doesn't really work. And that comes from perhaps not necessarily just one incident, and for some people the incident might be strong enough, emotionally powerful enough, where it actually create that conviction for the rest of their lives. But for, for the most part, it's really just moments of conviction. And, and it's those moments of conviction that pile up upon, upon, upon each other that eventually becomes the weakness, becomes the what weakens that that uh, ideal that we had that we started out with, where we start to doubt whether or not it is it, it is something that we should continue to strive for. Okay. Uh, and those moments of conviction happen when we wrongly uh, put uh, uh, correlate two things that are happening simultaneously, like someone is very nice and you say, and then something bad happens to that person, and you say, oh, this person, this bad thing happens to that person because they're being nice. This, this person uh, is too loving, that's why that person got hurt. This person is too compassionate, that's why that person is, 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 uh, is hurt. Okay? And when we make those, uh, uh, when, we, when we say those things, at that moment that we are saying them, we are saying them with a measure of conviction. And when we say them with that measure, con those measure of conviction, they get implanted in our minds, and then and then they stay there, and then they, it's like poison, it's like you drink poison that slowly rots, slowly uh, uh, bring disease uh, in, 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 into you. Okay, and the disease that it brings into you is that it conti it slowly undermines that ideal that love is powerful, that compassion is powerful, and we we start to have the view that those things aren't powerful and we need to hold on to like uh, I was watching that uh, I don't know, 
Obi-Wan. Hate me. <laughs> I was watching a movie downstairs, you know, Vengeance kind of movie. You know, so this, this person uh, sees uh, something that uh, uh, something that needs to be right, uh, a wrong that needs to be right, right? So you start out with this wonderful, beautiful ideal, right? There's someone who needs protection, or there's someone who, who's done wrong. There's a little girl who needs protection, a little girl, okay? So that really helps you to give up that hate. <laughs> so, and then, how do you go about, how do I become, how can I be effective to rescue that girl? Right? How do I become effective in that, in, in, so if I just love, you think, if I just sit, sit at home and send love to the, to the kidnappers, then we, know, we, we, are, we are convinced it's not going to help. But if we have a good measure of hate, we buy a bazooka or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> and we go into the kidnapper's house, and we blow up the kidnapper, then definitely that will, we will rescue the girl. We believe in that method more than we believe in sending love to, to, the, to, the, to the kidnapper. But I have to ask you, when you're sitting home and sending love to the kidnapper, are you really sending love to the kidnapper? Or are you just wishing that you had love and you're wishing that you, send, you, would, you would be able to send love to the kidnapper? Or is it just you really hate the kidnapper and you're pretending to love him because you think that might, that, that might do some harm to him. And you say, no, how are you doing that? Okay. Uh, so, we tend to become like this, uh, you know, the heroes in the movies that we have this noble ideal but we think that the only way to be effective in the world is to use the weapon of hate, the weapon of anger. And then we can do. We, then we can we can get get out get what we want. And you, we all we all know, it doesn't work. There is the devious part of samsara that correlates where where things that have no that have no cause and effect relationship with each other they happen seems they, they seem to happen right next to each other. And they give us the wrong impression that one is the result of the other. The reason I was able to save the girl was because I had this beautiful hate in my heart for the kidnapper, and I was able to blow him up. Okay. And then I rescued the girl. So that's how you rescue a girl. That's how you do something that is good. You, you, you hold on to hate, and you blow up somebody. Okay. And if that were the case, then all those beautiful centuries that we've had, all those many centuries that we've had of wars should have brought peace already to, the, to, to our planet. But instead, it only creates, it only sh it's, like, it's like almost, it, sh it, shifts, it shifts it from one place to another. And those countries were, what were we talking about, Portugal? Maybe not, no idea. But uh, uh, I was talking, with some, I was with some people and we were talking about Portugal how Portugal used to be the power in the mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. I mean, all those, uh, you know, Columbus, Christopher Columbus stuff that started, you know, the new world and colonizing the entire globe started with Portugal. And Portugal was, uh, was like, the most powerful uh, uh, country as far as navy and all that stuff was concerned. Mm -hmm. And now Brazil, which, you know, like, the still... Uh, uh, like on 
uh, outcome or uh, colony. colony. Uh, used to be a colony of, as far as the culture is concerned, they still have some sort of connection with Portugal, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, some people don't even remember that because they, they see them as so distant from each other. And even Brazilians, I hear, say they are, they are ashamed <laughs> that when they're taken back to their powerful uh, mother, they think of Portugal. And they say, oh, that's such a pitiful country nowadays. When mm -hmm. you think of all the countries around it, I mean, how many people say, I'm going to Portugal for, for, for vacation? And some people do. Yeah. And when, 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 someone, when someone goes yeah. there, you think, oh, how, what an exotic vacation. <laughs> You're going to Portugal, of all places. Why don't you go to some other place like London, Paris? Mm. No, a real place. <laughs> mm. Right? But we forget that Portugal used to be a power. And, 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 why, and in what sense did we attribute the power to them? was that they used to go around bullying people, used to go around uh, uh, with, them, with their navy and then you know, exert you know, force that way. So if that was truly a means of acquiring wealth, acquiring prestige, then right now Portugal should have been still a power in the world, but they're not. So, that, so, so examples like that shows us that those things eventually as far as the actual cause and effect is concerned, it, it, they, 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 don't, they don't match. Exerting, ex uh, uh, exerting anger, perpetuating anger, will not bring about any measure of benefit. You may experience a, a, the appearance of benefit, but that is only an appearance. It's not a cause and effect relationship. The benefit that seems to appear is not coming from exercising anger, exercising hatred. They have no relationship with each other. The only result that anger brings about in all its cohorts is, is pain. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, problems. That's the only thing that it can, it can result in. Okay. And we have to convince ourselves that that is the case by recalling recalling examples outside of ourselves, recalling examples within our own, into, within our own history. When we, uh, right now, in what, in what condition are we? Are we in Nirvana already? And so those moments that we depended upon anger, upon those, upon those uh, emotions, then we can say, okay, now they're, they're the result of the Nirvana that I'm experiencing. Okay. And we have to go back to that ideal that started us on the path and then find the core of it as to why it was this belief that there's actual power. We're not talking about uh, uh, vague power. We're not talking about uh, abstract power. We're talking about the same way that we think that it's effective to, to rescue that girl. I need to go to the kidnapper and, host a war and make sure my hatred for him is burning so I can blow him up and then I can rescue the girl. In the same way that we believe that's what's going to actually bring about a, a definite result, we have to think that holding on to love, holding on to compassion, is what will bring about true result, the result that we want, a lasting result, the result that, that will not fail. Okay? And we have to stop those moments of conviction 
where, where when we, when someone is being nice and the person got, got, got uh, was harmed, we have to stop make, saying that oh this person was harmed because they are too nice. This person was was uh, um, this person is in trouble now because they have too much compassion. We have to stop making those those correlations. Okay. And, and that is uh, uh, when you when you when you have this almost uh, uh, strong conviction. I was going to use another word, but like fundamental, fundamentalistic belief that only benefits come from good intentions. And only harm, problems come from bad intentions. We have to hold on to that as an absolute law, and never, never be deviate from that. And 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 it's not just saying those things over and over again. We have to examine it. Is it absolutely true? We have to get to a point of conviction, where that conviction becomes what motivates us, what creates, what makes us act. Okay. And we have to look into our minds for moments when we are uh, encouraging our compassion. Like, for example, when we, uh, when, like, uh, when there's something horrible happening on the planet somewhere and we see people being uh, driven by compassion for, for, for what's going on and they're acting, we have to praise it in our own mind. We have to praise it. And then we have to know that this uh, we have to say this is going to bring about great result for that person. Don't think about oh this person is is, a, is just too much compassion. Why is that person put put themselves in such a dangerous place? They're going to get hurt because they're too too compassionate. Okay? Never make the, never uh, allow those moments of conviction. And I and I and I'm calling them moments of conviction because when we are not in that in that mode of thinking, perhaps we might think it's completely different. But it's not yet a conviction. But at that moment, when we say those words, and we are con- we have that moment of conviction, we may disbelieve it later on, but at that moment, because we already made that, that, that conviction, then it, it will poison our mind. It will weaken us. It will weaken our ability to truly demonstrate what love can do, okay. and how powerful love is. If we have this anger, does it come out of fear? Is that where it comes from? Yeah, it comes from a, a fear associated with with attachment to the self. The fear that because of the ignorance about we have about the self. We have fear of losing that self, and when we feel when we feel this 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 self is threatened, then we we act out of anger. We act out of uh, hatred. So, what, what would be a mantra that we could use to, to keep us from doing these things that you're saying we should not do? And you can use the, what we suggested as your mantra. Yes. Yeah. Now. Th- uh, <coughs> Like for for example, uh, the mantra for the, uh, the, uh, using the karma. That only a benefit can derive from good intention, and every single 
uh, uh, misery, every single uh, level, degree of misery comes from bad intentions, acting out of bad intentions. We have to you can use that as a mantra. Uh, I mean, I hope you weren't meaning for me to say like, okay, say, Omani Peme Hum. Okay? Uh, unless you're holding, unless you have, unless you already have a connection with those syllables, Omani Peme Hum, saying them is not going to be much of help to you. You have to make a connection with them. And you make a connection with them with your intention. And if, uh, if somebody like uh, Rinpoche, for example, if you repeat them after somebody like Rinpoche, he says them and you repeat them after them, so you sort of establish a connection with Rinpoche because of his vast realizations, so you're sort of like somewhat connected to that realization with, that, with those syllables. And when you're reciting them, you should have that intention holding in your mind. Then that mantra becomes the effective method for you. Uh, so the the verse that we reach right now is well not we reach <laughs> we're going back to is uh, in all my activities or in all my actions uh, may I be vigilant and and as soon as I see a thought or concept arising out of my mind that I know is 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 going to be harmful to me, is going to be harmful to others, I will learn to strengthen myself to stop it. And how do you stop? And does that, does that have any meaning for you when a, a bad thought comes to your mind to stop it? What, what does that mean, that, 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 that expression, stop it, to you? Do you see that as something that you can actually do? Being mindful. Being mindful? So... If the thought comes, let me throw a book at the cat who's uh, annoying me. And I'm mindful, I have that thought. How do I stop it? Is being mindful stop it? Being mindful of it is very, is very important. How do you, how, what does it mean to stop it? If I tell you to, uh, if uh, I'm doing this, Stop it. <laughs> okay. You can you can sort of, sort of visualize my hand not doing this over and over again will stop it. But as far as the the thought um, a thought is concerned, how do you stop a thought? Think of something else? Or ignore it. Ignore it. Okay. So these are act, these are ways so you have to actually stop it. It's not like you, you create a, a, a mental hand and the mental hand puts a <laughs> goes against the thought and that's how you stop it. And if you do that visualization, it might work, but <laughs> for people like me, there's not good at visualizations. So you have to d- sort of distract yourself. L- deliberately create another thought, especially a, an opposite thought to it. Mm-hmm. Deliberately create an opposite thought. Mm-hmm. 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 An antidote, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, or ignoring it. Actually, this, this is, uh, this is the, the, the process. First, ignore it. Don't pay attention to it. Okay. So the, the thought is telling me, throw the book, throw the book, throw the book, and I'm ignoring it. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually picking up the book and, and, and throwing it. 
But ignoring it, there's, there's a technique to that, mm-hmm. to ignore it, because you can just say, I'm going to ignore it, ignore it, it's going to be there and pay attention to it, just don't draw attention to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still going on there. It's still going, but you don't draw attention to you it. You don't draw attention to so it. So it doesn't allow itself to create a story. Mm-hmm. Because once you draw attention to it, all of a sudden it freezes, it starts having a life of its own. It's exactly that. Do, do not draw attention to it. That's ignoring it. You can have the thought. You know, you didn't do it to create that thought. Mm-hmm. I don't, who knows why a thought occurs, you mm-hmm. know? But just don't draw attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, for some people, ignoring it is not, is not enough. But you have to start with the practice of trying to ignore it. And you can actually create a mental hand, well, <laughs> just, just, just uh, metaphorically speaking, okay, where you, you can create a, a mental, uh, you can have a, what you call a mental strength where you actually stop it. Exactly, where there's something happens in your mind that is equal to, oh, you stopped it. The same way as you know, going like this with your hand to stop something, and that comes from mental. That comes from from strength, uh, uh, a degree of what I guess called mental strength. Uh, it comes from I guess what you call it will. Okay, what we call willpower, where where it's happening, and with your sheer willpower, you says you 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 stop it, and it stops. You shouldn't begin that way. If you, if you begin that way with trying to willfully stop it, you might just exhaust yourself because you don't have you don't yet have the strength to do that. Mm-hmm. So begin by ignoring it, and when you're ignoring it, you're actually training your will to stop it later on because it's trying to, you know, example, throw the book at the cat, right? is trying to force you to re- take an action. By not taking that action, you're strengthening your will, so to speak. But you're not directly engaging that that thought when you ignore it, just ignore it. It's there, it's in my mind. Okay, chills. Okay, if you're so powerful, take at least you pick up the book by yourself and, and throw it. Okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, and when ignoring it is uh, getting to be too, uh, like, uh, it's, it's just there, it feels like it's nagging, nagging, nagging. Yes, you can be happy. You can be happy. You can get Nirvana, you can get Nirvana, I'm, I'm promising you. Look at the cat. Try it, try that, try it. It becomes more, what's called, more and more. Uh, Mm-hmm. Enticing more and more. What's that word? Um, Deceitful. No, 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 no. It's like you're, you're, you're getting, you're drawing more and more to actually doing the drawing the book. Persuasive. Persuasive. Mm-hmm. Persuasive. Like you're getting more and more persuaded to do it. Okay. Compulsive. Mm-hmm. Compulsive. Compu- it actually ends up being being that, but you don't want to get there. <laughs> okay. Let's get to So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ignore it, and then it's it's it because of it's the habit that you have of the compulsion that you you probably exercise. Whenever the thought comes through the book, you you, you used to go like that without even thinking about it. So it becomes almost, it becomes like that. So 
the trying to ignore the, the thought, it's like your mind is becoming louder and louder, and the only thing you can hear is, and it might be too, uh, you cannot bear that loud thing in your mind. And you, and then you say, the only way to stop, you, you don't want to, now, you don't want to just throw the book anymore, you just want to throw the book in order to stop that noise in your head. Mm. Mm. Okay? You don't want to get to that point. Okay? So, if ignoring it doesn't, if, if, uh, if ignoring it, ignore it, ignore it, that's what you have to start to do. And you have to get to a point also where you, uh, now, deliberately start thinking of something else. And deliberately start thinking of something else is you could you could either do one thing you could do one you could do this of engaging the thought okay what you gonna give me right. what you gonna give me have a conversation with it mm-hmm. okay what are you promising me mm-hmm. okay I throw the book and I hit the cat okay what what am I gonna get out of it mm-hmm. why are you, why are you nagging me <laughs> mm-hmm. okay have a conversation with it or deliberately have all the other thoughts where you are. Where you are thinking of, of uh, it's as to think of the disadvantages of, of, of this thought. The last time I had this thought, I think uh, this happened. I didn't get an advantage. Of, I didn't get an advantage. Actually, I got pain. Uh, so this is a disadvantage. So you think of the disadvantage of of, of of acting out of this thought. Okay. So that's that's how you engage, and then you start to deliberately start to think of having the opposite thought. In your mind, oh, I should buy the cat some food. I should. Uh, oh, it'd be nice. Uh, the cat is is uh, is crying. Maybe the cat needs to be cuddled or something like that. So I have the opposite. Could deliberately bring up the opposite thought, so that the opposite feeling will come up for you to, and it will make you act out of that. Okay. And it's only after doing these things for some times, and all this time you are you are you are training your will, at least the will of stopping that thought from making you act. Then eventually, it will be get to the point where you can, have with the force of your will, the thought comes and you say, stop it. Even just say the words in your mind, stop it. And it will stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, in one of the, the, the sutras, the Buddha say, clinch your teeth. <laughs> As a last resort. <laughs> when you like you, you feel very compelled to throw the book, right? So clench your teeth. <laughs> and so you, you so you're sort of channeling that energy to do something physically by you, you by doing something else physically. Mm. Clench your teeth, press your tongue against the roof of your mouth, mm. and 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 uh, uh, curl your toes. <laughs> okay, and that takes so much coordination and effort <laughs> that you know, the, the com- um, compulsion to throw the book will just evaporate. It will be, it will be sort of like channeled and used up in those, uh, in, in those activi- physical activities and it will leave you. Sometimes I too, I'm just thinking of what works mm-hmm. for me and I think I try to train myself and remind myself that I have a choice to choose. I can choose peace. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, or, you know, and it's just like over and over, and, you know. And that's exactly it. You have to do it over and over again. It's not something that's gonna uh, be all powerful uh, immediately. You're gonna be able to do it just at the first time you try it. No. Okay. And because it doesn't, 
work the first time, remember you are training. You are training. <laughs> okay? So in training means you have to apply. You're, you're, you're in one state and you're slowly adding the state that you want. Slowly adding more and more, more and more. And adding more and more means you're going to spend a long time having more of the other stuff that you don't want yet. Don't want. So don't let that become a, a source of discouragement for you. Okay. Oh, I fell. I threw the book at the cat. Can't believe it. I'm such an evil person. This is who I am. What you're doing now, you're reinforcing those things. You're adding to it. Okay. Regret it. Ah, I shouldn't have done that. The cat is... I, I've done that to the cat. I'm just going to do this to me. And, and stop there. And then... <clears throat> uh, rejoice in the fact that uh, I, I, I stopped myself the, the first time the impulse came I struggled with it and we rejoice with that and that will strengthen your capacity to, to stop yourself in the future now these may not seem to be very powerful exercises they seem to I'd have to come here to learn that right? I could have thought of it myself of course you could have thought of it yourself <laughs> you've thought of it yourself already Okay, uh, but we have these are the techniques that you have to eventually make someone become a, a fully enlightened being. It is very these very techniques that they start out with. They don't start out with you know uh, from the very beginning. Okay, you want to become a Buddha, um, uh, swallow the planet or something. <laughs> <laughs> swallow the planet and throw it out two thousand times. In the morning, <laughs> <laughs> then you become a fully enlightened being. Of course, we have no capacity to swallow that and throw it out. Well, you know, besides, we can't even don't we can't even don't think about trying to do it two thousand times. You can do it once. Say, ah, oh, I can never become a Buddha. I don't, I, don't, I can never get myself into those techniques. This is these are the, this is the very technique. This is what eventually will make you be able to swallow the planet. <laughs> okay, one day swallow the planet. And not having digestion. They don't have a digestion. <laughs> and then further, the text say, well, you think I would make it up? <laughs> the text say, <laughs> not disturbing anyone who lives in that in that in the planet. Okay, but I feel your Buddhist Okay. Oh, we did swallow that. How could he was a Buddha? <laughs> Actually, they don't say a planet. It's even it's even more fantastic than that. They say a whole universal system. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm telling you? And the uh, last thing I want to say, and then we go back, we go to meditation, is uh, as far as on a daily basis, strengthening our conviction in that love is power, that hatred is only brings about doesn't bring doesn't bring anything, doesn't benefit anyone. Okay, uh, sometimes we worry about we have we have the love but we don't have the wisdom. We have the wisdom but we we not have we have the wisdom but we don't have the love. But I can tell you this: in true love, wisdom is there, and in true wisdom, love is there. That is the only thing, that is why you call wisdom true wisdom, because love is present. And the reason you call love true love is because wisdom is present. Mm -hmm. 
Manjushri, who knows Manjushri? Not personally, I mean. <laughs> 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 if you know him personally, you can't. <laughs> 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 You've heard the name Manjushri, right? Manjushri is the embodiment of wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. And Avrakteshwara, or maybe you heard Chenrezig instead. So mm-hmm. Chenrezig is supposed to be the embodiment of, uh, of, of compassion. Now, the, the scripture that is the highest scripture on wisdom was, is attributed to Avalokiteshwara, who's supposed to be the embodiment of wisdom, I mean the embodiment of compassion. And the compassion, the method of developing, the method of developing bodhicitta or compassion, which is considered to be like one for those of the highest, for those of great skill, which demands a lot from the person, came from the, the lineage of Manjushri. Okay. So in pure love, wisdom is there. So, if your intention, yeah, as far as you're concerned, if your intention is truly good, you truly have the intention, you're concerned about the welfare, truly concerned about the welfare of the other, then the method, the skill you need to, uh, uh, you need will come to you. It, it, is, it will be in that intention. Okay. So don't stop yourself, well, I have good intention, I shouldn't hold myself to it, but that's one of the things that you, I shouldn't have compassion for these people, this is only going to make me feel awful because I have compassion, I can't do nothing. Okay. Don't let those moments of conviction come into your mind. Okay. Alright, so, meditation?